cliffcentral.com. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You're tuned back into Cliff Central's very own happy hour with me, Brent Lindicue, the good news guy. I bring you all the good stuff, the positive news from around the world. We highlight what's going on in South Africa that's good. And uh, we have an amazing co-host today in studio with me. Jodine, how are you doing? I'm great. It's so exciting to be here. Thank you. It's very exciting. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give our listeners a bit of a brief of who you are. Otherwise, they'll have no idea about where Jodine comes from. So Jodine is a born teacher and determination to break the myths of a quick fix solution to manifestation launched her into social media. And I'm not talking a little bit of social media. Jodine literally changed her world. She started a project called Project Me, which was your blog, Mm -hmm. um, and your constant tweeting led to you gaining a massive following. Yeah, a very big following. A very big following, and you've since then become a social media publicist and a hashtag strategist, which we'll talk about just now, because I want to get into that. Um, You also own a company called the People Development Agency. Lifeology. Lifeology. That's the one. That's the one. And another one called Chat Factory. Which I just started now. I'm very excited. It's lots of exciting it stuff is going on. Very exciting. That's very, very cool. Um, and this is the first time that you've been to Cliff Central. What do you think of the studios? Um, absolutely. I'm blown away. It is, it's so gorgeous. And of all the things, it is warm and inviting. And I might end up having coffee here often and just working, stealing one of the desks. You know what the thing <laughs> is, is that we, we enjoy for our, our guests and uh, to be part of the family. So once you've been on the show once, you're more than welcome to just pop in anytime. And, and spend a little time with the guys in studio. Oh, it's that, important. That's great. And it feels like that, which is very exciting. Yes, we've done our <laughs> job. Um, I met Jodine a couple of years ago. Um, she was having a party uh, for her 500th blog post, which is not, uh, I mean, there's some people that have got to 500 over the span of, of 5, 10 years, and they've been blogging for a long time. You consecutively blogged every day for 500 days, and you threw a party, which was an amazing, it was an amazing razzle, where we all got together Thank to celebrate you. your life-changing <laughs> blog achievement. Um, I want to ask, how many have you written to date? Do you have a number? I am on 1,030-something, uh, because there was quite a shift. I stopped blogging daily, because okay. I actually started to um, have to get a career. <laughs> So a lot of the blog started off with me trying to talk as an entrepreneur about what it was like to to get yourself off the ground and get started. So I literally had a lot of time. And now, like one or two posts a week is what I managed to do. How do you fit it in? Because for me, I, I try and write at least one blog a week um, just to keep up to date and to have something going on. But for me, the time it takes to write a blog is is so it's it's difficult to fit into a normal day. Um, how did you find to write every single day? It was the determination. I had a plan. And all I was trying to do was, after I watched the movie Julia and Julia, all I wanted to do was say that I had blogged daily so that that could make some kind of impact because blogging wasn't really that big then. Yeah. So, And I was trying to get noticed online because I have a children's book that I wanted published, which is still not published. Um, and I just wanted to get noticed. So that drove me. Until about September that year, where um, I, I injured my back, mm-hmm. and um, I literally was flat on my back in hospital, in and out, blah, blah, blah. And I continued to blog, and there were two days when I couldn't blog, and my best friend, who's also my business partner, Greg, blogged on those two days. And the shift 
And the support that I got literally carried me through. And when the year was coming to an end and I started to talk about how I was going to end this process, my readers just, they wouldn't have it. They were like, you have to carry this on. You have to carry this on. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got to keep writing. <laughs> so you mentioned Julia and Julia, the movie. Mm. What started the process of you blogging? Like what you, you, what sort of frame of mind were you in? What- uh, so I, I owned a wellness center and a recruitment agency for the beauty industry and I hated it. My best friend and myself started this company, Lifeology, which was people development and change management because of all the things that I was starting to change. And I had studied things like metaphysics. And then the book, The Secret, came out. And it seemed like there was such a quick fix to change everything. And I, my, my clients were coming to me and they were going, this is falling apart. This isn't working. So I wanted to show people that actually it's a different kind of process to what you think. Yeah. So that's why I started blogging, so that I could live the example of what Lifeology teaches. And what's so awesome is we're redoing our website now. And yesterday, um, when we were when we were doing it, and we were with our brand development uh, company, they said to they said to us, well, they said to me, "You have become your own case study," which is so it's just thrilling to realize. And that's why I did it, just to show people that it's not. It takes a process and you are supposed to be scared and things are supposed to fall apart and you can pick yourself up because a lot of times my concern is that self-help in a way has started to give this message that you've always got to be happy. You've always got to be positive. Social media has also done it to us. Always wear that brave face. Don't admit to yourself how you really are. Yeah. And the big thing for me is tell yourself the truth first. Sometimes you're having a terrible time. Sometimes you're in the wrong relationship. Sometimes, you know, things happen. And on that note, my blog spiked when I called off my engagement. <laughs> and people wrote the most incredible messages to me that I had been so honest and made such a bold decision knowing that it just wasn't moving in the right direction for me. So Project Me changed your life. Completely. It helped you find yourself again. Absolutely. And in the process, um, elevated this Lifeology business. Yes. How does one get involved with Lifeology? How do, I mean, if I want, the- if I want to, change my life, if I want to get a little bit more positive, if I want to get to know the process, how do I get involved? Oh, that is such an interesting question right now because there was no way to get involved. <laughs> <laughs> and I started to realize that I have given people all the tools and said, go and drive, but they have never been behind the wheel of what I've tried to do. So I am now developing a 12-week online program that is Project Me because in everything that I did, I've been writing for, I've been telling my story for nearly five years. I actually do not have anything that gives people the tools to, to go through the process that I've been through, which is, which has just been so fascinating because Lifeology, we, it is, there's courses and workshops called the foundation, which is very much a part of it. So my business partner does more, um, the, the change management and, yeah. and the people development side. And for me, it's, it's people just connecting and I just, I wanted to be a speaker. And I still do. So I know we're going to talk about bucket lists and dreams and all yeah. of that. And that's a very important part. And I thought that that was going to be the focus. But now I've realized that I need to give people the tools. Enough people are following my story and want to, um, want to live their own project me. Which, they do because I think yeah. it's important. You went from being one person in yeah. one place to completely turning that around. And, and yes, we are going to be talking about bucket lists mm. and goals and getting into that. Um, but first, I need to ask you, so you've become a social media publicist yes. and a hashtag strategist. 
And you're, you're, you're one of the only hashtag strategists in South Africa. What does that mean? You know, a lot of people call me the hashtag queen. I think it's just because I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> um, what it is, this, the social media publicity and, and the hashtagging started when I didn't put myself in the social media space. People put me in the social media space. And, um, and my following grew really nicely. And all I ever did was just follow every person back. And I responded to every person. And I had this incredible opportunity with the Joburg Theatre where they asked me to First of all, just start blogging about the stuff, which took my blog in a different direction. But then they gave me the opportunity to be a part of the marketing team. And I was like, what am I going to do with the marketing team? And um, that is where the social media publicity was born. But you can't promote anything or work with anything online if you don't have a hashtag to carry it through because the conversation is so important. Otherwise, you just get lost in everything. And I started to put so much emphasis on on hashtags that I've now had the opportunity to create hashtag campaigns for some incredible companies and some incredible brands. That's phenomenal. Yeah. That's phenomenal. On top of that, I mean, your Twitter alone has got 50,000 followers. Uh, you've been named as one of the top 10 people in, South, in Joburg to follow. Um, yes. And I took the liberty of doing a little bit of research and found that in the 51 million people in South Africa, obviously not all of them are on Twitter. Right. But out of those 51 million people, you place as number 34 on the who's who of Twitter in South Africa. And that's right between Lead SA and CompuTickets, which are huge, huge corporates. Where did you find that? Uh, I've got my sneaky ways. I didn't even know that. I've got my sneaky. It's flipping insane. Um, for me, I want to know, and, and I guess for our listeners, what's the trick with Twitter? Is it hashtags? How do you get more people to follow? You mentioned talking back and creating mm. the conversation. Is that it? Is that how you got to where you are? Follow first. So one of the things that I always say is in the social media space on Twitter, to lead, you have to follow. So I have always done the following first. If someone retweets me or if someone chats to me, I, I follow them. Any kind of communication I do, then I will have a look at someone who's of interest and who they're talking to and I will initiate the follow. And, you know, when I, when I talk about social media, I say if you go to a cocktail party and two people stand on either side of the room, someone has to make a move forward. Otherwise, nothing is going to happen. And that move forward that we make in any kind of social space is that is that follow. And, and that's what I've done. So it's initiating that follow is, yes. is important. Yeah. You seem to be quite driven. Uh, yeah. You have a lot of projects on the go. Yeah. You're doing a lot of things, um, which you're clearly achieving. Yes. A, a lot of goals that you're writing down. Um, do you have an actual bucket list? Is that something that you, that you have, that you want to achieve? I have a proper vision board, like cutouts, pictures that is in my, in my room. I have a Pinterest board that has has um, all of my things that I want. I have a written list next to my bed. And every morning I have a, I do a specific visualization of where I see myself down the line. So there are bucket lists everywhere because I really think it is so important that we remind ourselves all the time of, of what we want and where, and where we're going because life just gets in the way all the time. And sometimes I'm too stressed to do the, um, to do my visualization. So I've got my little list stuck next to my bed or it's, it's just everywhere. I think it's important. I see bucket lists as goals and, and goals that are ever changing. It's something that is continually changing. Yes. One of the things that happened a couple of months ago, uh, we were at a dinner party, myself and Jodine at a friend's birthday party. And I said to Jodine, I want to be on radio. 
that's that's my goal. Like I ultimately want to have my own radio show. And a couple of months down the line, and you and I are sitting <laughs> in the studio. Yeah, I know. That's that's a goal slash bucket list. Yeah. That's that's been achieved. And when you invited me on, I was sitting and I was thinking of all the times that you and I have sat together. And we've just ended up having these quiet little conversations while everyone around us is like, you know, chatter, chattering. And we've always spoken about our visions and, and what we want. And I was thinking about how supportive you've, you've also been along the way. And it's, thank you. it's, it's, but it's thank you. It's been so special. And it, for me, that's very important that, that you have someone who also knows what your visions and your dreams are for, for the times when you forget. Yes. I mean, it's, it's great. Look, 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 we're in studio and we're having a good chat. I found an amazing uh, website, which it links to your social media and it links to um, to your apps on your phones. You can do all sorts of stuff with it. It's called bucketlist.org. And basically, you can log on, list your buckets, like, like your goals yeah. that you want to achieve. And what it says is you have to add a date to your goal. Otherwise, it's just a dream. So it puts sort of a deadline as to where you want to go. And as you tick these off, it basically tells your social media, A, that you've got this bucket list that you want to get involved in, and B, when you've achieved it, which I think is really rad. Bucket lists are ever-changing. Goals are ever-changing. And it's cool to talk about the good stuff that each one of us are doing. I love that idea. Yeah, over the weekend yeah. I found it and I've, I've now made my own little profile and I'm going to be listing all of the goals that I mm. want to do and things that I've achieved. And it's those thankful moments. I actually saw you tweet the other day where you said, sometimes I count my blessings and then sometimes I count them twice. Yes. When you realize how many great things you as a person ha- has achieved, yeah. it's amazing. I think that's what's, what's great about having goals. And I, when I did that, I was, um, in Cape Town, in Franschhoek, overlooking the most beautiful mountains, in a gorgeous hotel. Uh, everything's given to me by my, um, by my client who believes in me. And there I was. And I just, uh, it was the end of a day. And I was like, this is just so incredible. And yeah, sometimes you do count them twice. It was, you have, it was a you, wow moment. You have to. <laughs> so there's, there's another project which is happening globally, which started in L.A., by an artist by the name of Candy Chang who lost someone that she loved. Uh, she was trying to deal with the grief. She didn't know sort of how to take it or deal with it. Um, and she, along the way, came up with this really amazing project, which is global. And we've actually got one of these down in uh, Arts on Main. She found a wall in a dilapidated area that had sort of had graffiti written all over it. It was, it was pretty shocking. And she got hold of the city council. She's, she told them what she wanted to do. They gave her the okay. She went and got chalk paint and painted the whole wall like a chalkboard and listed about a hundred lines of before I die and a line. And it was for her. It was, it was basically before I die, I want to get over the grief. Before I die, I'd like to travel. It was all the things that she wanted to do with the partner, which she loved. The next day, the wall was filled with people that had had written it in chalk. It's all over the world that they have these walls. And if you want to write your own before I die and go take a photo with it, so your bucket list, you can head down to Arts on Main. They've got this massive wall. It must have about a 100 lines, sentences. And you can write it next to somebody else's. It's all chalk, so it's all fun. And uh, and get that done as well, which I think is super rad. That is that is really cool. I'm definitely going to do that. We'll, we'll make our way down there and have a I cup of coffee. I think so. <laughs> it's important.
And take a selfie, because if you didn't take a selfie, it didn't happen. If you didn't take a selfie, it didn't happen. And then hashtag it so we can start a conversation. Exactly. That's how the social media way works. <laughs> On social media, every week I've got something called Change One Thing Tuesday. I did tell you about that before the show. I don't know if you've come up with anything that someone could change that's really small, but impacts on a bigger level. I have, um, and I'll give you a bit of background. It's usually something really small that people can do and change to do something a lot bigger. Um, at the same time, and, and it, it sort of works hand in hand, I spend a hell of a lot of time in traffic, driving from sort of meeting to meeting and, and getting around. Um, and I found a really cool concept to keep me off of my phone. It's, it's a hashtag that was created called Red Thumb Reminder, which I've spoken about before. I, it's a screensaver that's on my phone. It's completely red. And basically it, it reminds me that when I pick up my phone when driving, not to use my phone, to Facebook, to blog, to tweet, to send a message, rather concentrate on driving. My big change one thing for this week is I want to inspire people around me to do the same. Because when I'm sitting in traffic, everybody's on their phone. It's so dangerous. Absolutely. And I could think of nothing worse than being late for an important meeting and getting into a bumper bash or, you know, something along those lines. So what I've decided to do is I've had a sticker printed that I'm going to stick at the back of my car that says, change one thing, get off your phone. I love that. And I'll stick that on my car. And I want to inspire people around me to just do the same. And I, because, you know, I am on my phone all the time. My business is on my phone. I, I get about between 50 and 100 mentions a day. And that's insane. It is crazy. It is crazy. But I have also come to the point where I do not touch my phone when I am driving. And I've really had to do it consciously because I think when any of us have the ability to have even the slightest voice, um, that, that other people can hear, you have to do something with it. And, and, for me to not drive and tweet at the same time is a very important message. So I'm with you all the way. If uh, if any of our listeners have any stories about texting while driving or something to add, then they can call us on 0861-555-189 or send us a message on WeChat. Uh, we also on Twitter with cliffcentral.com or you can uh, get hold of me with my personal handle, which is Brent Lindicu and Jodine, which is Jodine Koza. Yay. Get in touch. We'll be right back.
You're tuned into the good stuff here on Cliff Central. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, get in touch on WeChat, or give the studio a call on 0861-555-189. Got me, Brent Lindekew, my guest co-host, Jodine, the fabulous Jodine. Thank you. Hashtag awesome. <laughs> and uh, we've just had another amazing, inspirational person join us in studio. Robbie, welcome. It's awesome to have you here. Thanks very much, Brent. It's always good to be uh, meet up with old friends and... Uh yeah, yeah Ro- Robbie and I have actually known each other for about 20 years. Uh, he got in touch with me and I had, it's crazy because when you're younger, I guess you lose touch with a whole bunch of people around you and I never knew Robbie's story, but we'll open it up. Uh, your website really packs a punch, the, the opening page. Um, we're allowed to swear on, on Cliff Central, which is an amazing thing because your website, it's, it's small, but it goes, oh shit. <laughs> Not another. I climb Mount Everest and you can too, motivational speaker. Robbie's story goes more like broke both my legs in nine places, landed up in a wheelchair, crashed his business, canned the wedding, lost the fiance, had eight surgeries and enough x-rays to make his pee glow in the dark. That's the opening line. What a story. Glad I got your attention. Uh, totally. Um, I mean, you, you emailed me and said, hey, bud, long time. Uh, this is sort of what I'm doing now. And when I went onto your website, I mean, it doesn't even fathom what, what some people are doing. It is insane what you went through. So, well, I think we'll pull it back to the beginning. You broke your leg, both your legs, in nine places, and you were wheelchair-bound. What happened? It's actually a very embarrassing story. Most people think, you know, um, were you in the middle of Peru? Were you up a, a, a glacier somewhere in the Himalayas? I um, was at Wits University. Uh, we spent the last week, we went down to Cape Town, we ran the Two Oceans Marathon, we climbed Jacob's Ladder up Table Mountain, which is that sheer the wall that goes straight one. up to the, table, to, to the cableway. Descended in the dark, it was an absolute epic trip, did my first skydive, and then that Monday night back in Joburg, we went to the Wits Climbing Wall at the Momentum Hall, I think it was called, and um, I just took a fall onto the... High jump mat. You know those mats you, you land on in high school when you go play high jump, high jump? I do, yeah. I just landed uh, wrong and I folded both my feet backwards. Clunk. And, um, you know, they say you can never touch your elbow, your left elbow with your left hand. You, you can. Could. If you try hard enough, you can push your heel right up into your calf muscle. That um, is crazy. It was kind of gross. Um, and just can I just say, kids, please do not try that at home. It's On your bucket list, you should only learn to walk once. Just saying. Yeah, I, I don't think that that could be a fun experience to go through. Luckily, I think, if I think about it, you didn't fall from Table Mountain or, I mean, it was in a safe sort of environment where they could wheel you off to a hospital and sort you out. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, air quotes, safe environment. Absolutely. Um, it was just, you know, it was a bouldering wall, so I wasn't on a rope. And if anything, I fell from two and a half meters above the ground. Um, I'm sure when we were kids, we probably jumped that height uh, from the top of the wardrobe onto the bed. Yeah. Um, I just got it wrong that time. That that one time. And that, that, that one time. That changed your life. So you then uh, into hospital, wheelchair bound. Absolutely. In and out of a wheelchair for just over a year. Uh, I, I couldn't even be on crutches because both feet were full of pins and screws and uh, in big casts. You you living with mom. And it's a, it's a special thing to be bossed by your mom at the age of 28. Uh, you know, I was working for myself, business went crash. I think the bank ran out, ran out of black ink because everything they sent me was printed in red. And, um, yeah, things went bad. The relationship I was in, um, it, it landed up ending over a, you know, I wanted to be able to stand up 
at my own wedding. And um, things just went pear-shaped one night. And, uh, yeah, we broke up. And I was there. I was left with absolutely nothing. And um, I decided to kill, kill myself. Yeah. I, I had um, – I don't know if anyone's taken Synap Forte. They kind of give you yes. – it's post-surgical painkillers. Yes. Um, and I made myself a deal. I said if there's 70 tablets in this bottle, I'll drink them all because I wanted to do a good job and not leave um, a vegetable on a heart-lung machine for my mom to look after. And I uh, counted tablets, and I got to 57. So I had absolutely nothing. And um, I had to make the decision that it wasn't the, the end. It was, in fact, the beginning. And I had to, from there, start working myself out of that hole. And you, you go to physio, and you, you walk on crutches eventually, and then you, know, you, you walk with a limp. And um, long story short, I was the first South African to limp up Mount Everest. So, yeah, and also the shortest. So, yeah, there, there's a there's happy side to that story. And um, from there, I've, I've just been spending my time sh- sharing the story and hopefully inspiring people to just get off the couch and do what it is you need to do. It is an inspirational story. You went from wheelchair-bound, literally losing everything that, that you had, the, those things that you had around you, to having nothing not being able to walk, how long did it take you to get to the point where you could walk again? To a point where I, I walked quite bad, and I still struggle from now, uh, nowadays. I've got like a lot of scar tissue and, and that sort of thing in the tendons, so I don't work, walk perfectly all the time. Um, I would say it was 18 months, and, and I think it was exactly two years and one week after the accident, I did my first triathlon. I was dead last. It was a sprint distance, and the 5K run took me over two hours. But you did it, and but you I completed it. it. Yeah. And not only that, you've, you're the first South African to climb Mount Everest. No. Limp. Seven, limp up Mount Everest. Um, I was the 17th South African to climb Everest. And you've climbed Kilimanjaro eight times. Yes. Well, yeah, there's an old saying that says there's two kind, kinds of idiots in the world. Someone who's never climbed a mountain and someone who's climbed the same mountain more than one. <laughs> um, one of the things that's most rewarding for me is watching other people achieve what's on most of their bucket list. Going up Kilimanjaro, you know, they say, oh, you know, anyone can do that. That's a walk in the park. But um, it is a life-changing experience. And for me, I've had the privilege of taking nearly 80 people to the top now and just watch their faces and, and cry in their photos with them. And it is the whole process that you've been through, the same thing with Jodine. Your, your own experience has been life-changing. And you went from doing one thing, uh, you had a business, you had a lot going for you, you had the accident, uh, you were wheelchair-bound, and now you're taking the speaking circuit by storm. Uh, as the bucket list guy, you are that motivational guy that's getting out there and spreading your story. For sure. I think a lot of, you know, as I said on my front page, not another Everest. I can and so can you. Find your Everest and conquer it. We've all heard that. Uh, I set myself apart by saying I speak about bucket lists to people because everyone has one. Everyone has a bucket list. And, and don't judge yourself by the size of your mountain. You know, um, I get out there and I say, get off the couch, write that list down, make it real. You know, it's the same people, when people go on diet, they always put a picture of a skinny person on the fridge. You need that visual reminder constantly in front of you, wherever you go, be it a vision board. I'm a big supporter of that. Write your list. You know, you you need to put a cross on the map so you know where you're headed. Otherwise, it's just a, it's a wish. Uh, If you don't write it down and take some action, it's just a wish. And we all know how often wishes come true. Yeah, it's a pie in the sky. All the time. You gotta, you gotta set a goal and you gotta have it there and a reminder. Um, you have officially become the bucket list guy. So, and the show today is about bucket lists. Do you have a bucket list? Um, yeah, but it's only about as long as both my arms. 
<laughs> I, I could go on for hours about the things I want to do. Um, but yeah, there's so many things on there and it's not all, I want to make a point that it's not just about the adrenaline soaked stuff. You know, if you say most people, what's on your bucket list? The first thing they'll say is I want to jump out of a plane. And as I can recommend it, it's a, it's a thrill. It's well, look, awesome. I, was, I was just about to say that is actually, I, before the show, I jotted down a couple of my sort of, I hate the word bucket list because I think okay. it's a goal. It's a goal. Yeah. Um, bucket list means when I get to the end, it's over. I think it's ever changing and I keep adding on goals, but that's one of them is I want to do skydiving. It's up there. I'm afraid of heights. I'm totally afraid. I've bungee jumped. Um, but that's, I mean, you're tied to something, so it feels a bit, I'm really scared, but I have to go do it. That's one of my. Absolutely. Think, but take it back a step. Brent. Why do you want to do that? Because I've heard it's exhilarating because maybe it is ticking the box and then. I've already said that it scares you. So by doing it, when the moment you jump out of that plane, you've stretched your comfort zone. You've left it and you're a new person. There's something more to Brent now. That's why you want to jump out of the plane. And I'm all for it. And by the way, it's not the, the the jumping out of the plane or the long fall. It's the sudden stop at the bottom that's the only dangerous bit. So just <laughs> if you avoid that, you'll be fine. It's not the jumping. It's yeah. the hitting the ground. Y- you mentioned that it, your bucket list is something when you come to the end. And that's part of what I'm, I'm working towards is get people away from that. The movie with uh, Jack Nicholas and um, um, Morgan, Morgan Freeman, Freeman, their list was the things that they had to do before they kicked the bucket. And I'm turning that on its head and I'm saying it's not for the end. It's for the beginning. And write down this list and this is where your life will start. Mm-hmm. You know, so often we, we look down at our, our watches and you go, oh, geez, it's so late in the day. But you look down at your calendar and it's so late in the year. You're going, oh, geez, 2014 is almost gone. And we'll be saying the same thing next year. And what have you actually done with that time? And uh, you've got to think about it because you've got to live like you've only got 60 years left, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, can I just say that jumping out of a plane is not on my bucket list. It's never been. And everyone always asks me like what is on your bucket list and everyone wants I'm going to ask you now what is on your bucket list top five top three going to Nashville which you are doing next year so Jodine I mean she's sitting here she's obsessed with country music like besotted with country music and she's going to be going next year to the country Country. music awards in Nashville Nashville is amazing you're going to love it I don't know so much about the countryside because I'm not really into that but uh, I was in Nashville last year December it it's a big party town it is really festive it's uh, and that was one of the things because it's so big I'm going to see 50 artists over two days and and it is an opportunity I bought the tickets also because a lot of the stuff on my bucket list was sorting out some of the money issues that I had because of my upbringing. So jumping out of a plane is less fearful for me than spending 4,000 rand on a concert tickets. Yeah. Um, and, and going to this is, and I get exactly what you're saying, when you achieve something like that, you know that you can achieve so much more. And we were saying that bucket list, it just, when you put something on your bucket list, once you've done something, that bucket list just changes and it grows and it becomes something more. It's exactly and what Robbie said about facing your fears and becoming a new person. Yeah. Can I just point out, the, the people that can't see what's happening in the studio, the moment Jadine mentioned she's going to Nashville and seeing 50 artists in two days, it's not everyone's cup of tea, but her eyes got wider, her <laughs> pulse quickened, and she became passionate. Well, one of my things, and it's front page of my Facebook page, um, people are happiest, healthiest, and most productive doing the things that matter to them. Oh, it's not that. rocket science. 
Yeah. You, you knew that before I told you that. Oh, totally. But when you're doing the things you enjoy and not doing the things that upset you or take away your energy, you become who you're supposed to be. And then smiling and happy and full of energy. I think we should bottle you up and keep you in the studio at all times because you're like, I'm inspired just sitting here. It's amazing. Yeah. And you know, most probably top of my bucket list is to be that motivational speaker. I've tried for such a long time to get into that speaking space. It's slowly, slowly getting there. But that's why I blogged like crazy and tweet like absolute crazy. So, and it's great. To, to sit with someone and to know that there's, that I can be that. And it's a very special feeling. So it's about ticking it off. So you, it is. you said you've got a bucket list as long as both of your arms. Have you ticked some of those off? I have. And, um, some of them are really awesome. Others not so cool. Some people, and I have to say that your bucket list is a reflection of who you are. Mm. No one, not even Bear Grylls, God bless her soul, um, can live on the adrenaline edge all the time. I had things on my bucket list. That not everyone wants to do. You know, out of 7 billion people on earth, only 5,000 people have climbed Everest. Wow. And the reason for that is not many people want to. It's cold and it's far. And, um, but I've, I've done that. And that was something I dreamt about from the age of 15. And I've done that. And I cannot equal that or put that emotion into words very easily. Um, after my recovery, I did the 2011 Ironman. And uh, the doctor that did my first op, he had a, a fantastic sense of humor. Polish guy. They're very funny. Um, he said, you know, maybe for 30th birthday, we buy you Walker. <laughs> and he did the whole Zimmer frame action. And uh, that just absolutely ground me. And um, I took my Ironman medal and I bought a tub of Vaseline and I posted it to him because he said I'd never run. And uh, That's yeah, that was one of the cool things I've done. Other things on my bucket list, I, um, I want to go to the Okavongo Delta by 4x4. I'm in the middle of climbing the seven summits, highest mountain on each continent. I've got three left. Just got to get to Antarctica to uh, Australia in December. That's planned. 16th of December, we're going there to tick that one off. And then I've got to go back to North America because I got to high camp on that that mountain and uh, didn't summit from there. I, I can't believe, and it's just you sitting here, I can't believe that you went through what you went through because of the person that's sitting in front of me today. You, you are inspirational. <laughs> <laughs> you're inspirational. You're positive. Um, and it, it really, it, it, it's gleaming out of you. It's really fantastic. Uh, you're doing these talks. Um, you're taking the, the speaking circuit by storm. What is your main aim when you're out there talking to, to other people? If I could put it in a sentence and I, and I won't charge you for this. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> it, we keep asking ourselves, what does the world need? And we, we don't have that answer. We need people who have found some fire because the world's always changed by those people. So find what makes you tick, start doing those things, and then you'll see the changes that get made. I mean, do what you can with what you've got to make a difference with someone else. And can I just say that that should be the real power of the voice that we have on social media. It shouldn't be to complain all the time. It should be to find that one thing that you have done in that day or that you have achieved and put that out there for the world to see or for your friends to see and not to complain all the time. It breaks my heart when I go through my timeline and I don't see that people are using that this incredible platform that has changed the world to just inspire someone with a tiny little sentence that made a difference in their day. I love it. Uh, Pravesh on Twitter has just said awesome stuff. He's loving the, what we're talking about today. If you guys want to get involved 
and uh, and just get in touch and let us know your good stuff and your bucket lists. You can give us a call on 0861-555-189 or get hold of us on Twitter at cliffcentral.com or our WeChat's ID, which is also Cliff Central. We'll be right back. Let's begin now. I woke up this morning and I said, you know, instead of waiting for a good day to happen, you know, waiting around through ups and downs, you know, I, I just said, look. Good day from the nappy roots. And I was just saying to Joe, it's not country, but it, I mean, it's got a good message behind it. And what did you say to me? 
all the new singers, their names sound like cocktails. You know, Ar- Aria Grande. I'll have a little Aria Grande. Double. In both colors, please. You're tuned into the good stuff on Cliff Central. We've got a whole bunch of awesome people in studio with us today, and we've just added one more. You know, the more the merrier. I really do love highlighting amazing stories of good stuff happening uh, in South Africa and the world. I also love giving good causes the platform to shine and speak about the good stuff that they're doing. This week we have Barbara from the Greater Germiston Society for Child and Family Welfare joining us in studio. Uh, I'm from Germiston. That's my hometown back in the day. And um, the foundation is really doing amazing stuff. Welcome to the studio, Barbara. Thank you very much, Brent. Appreciate it. Uh, we, we love having charities here. And I'm going to name you the charity of the week so that we can highlight you and talk about the good stuff that you're doing. Can you tell us a little bit more about the foundation and what is it that you guys do? Well, Germiston Child Welfare has, our first achievement is that we've been in existence for 102 years. So I think that Congra- in itself. Congratulations. Thank that you. is pretty big. <laughs> yeah, that is big for us. We are only the third child welfare in South Africa to have achieved that uh, milestone. So I think if we've been around that long, it means we must be doing something right. And we, as our, our name says, we are a child welfare organization. Our focus is child protection. When you look at child protection, child protection can be a vast bucket of things that can be put into um, the services that we render. When one thinks of child protection, one often thinks of the abandoned children, the abused children, those children that are really at risk and high-risk situations. But you also have child protection that can be dealt with on a different level. Where whatever you're doing to prevent a risk situation from occurring could also be considered as child protection. So our focus is the Germiston and the greater Germiston area. Our focus is the children and their families. And our services are built around strengthening children, strengthening families, starting to focus on what's good and what's working for them and trying to strengthen that to prevent crisis situations from occurring and preventing us from having to intervene in what is often considered to be the negative way. I think you work perfectly in studio today because we're talking about goals and bucket lists and you assist children in creating those goals, in believing that their dreams can come true and assisting them to get there, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, could you tell us about some of the programs that you might have developed? Over the years, what's happened is we've we've started focusing on prevention services. So we have a program that's called Azibavikele, which is a wonderful group of volunteers in the community that were trained and, and screened. And they actually are our eyes and our ears on the ground. You know, social workers can't be everywhere all the time. So after hours, weekends, those people, those members of the community who've come forward and have said, you know what, I want to make a difference. I want to help. I want to make sure that our children are protected and are helped. They have been trained. They go door to door. They identify children for us that are at risk. They identify children that need social worker support. They identify children who need to just have some kind of eye looking out for them, some kind of person caring enough. Our theme for this year is Passion, Care, and Hope. And it, as you said, it fits into this whole program today. Totally. Passionate. When you're passionate about something, you start caring about something. When you're caring, there's hope. And that's what we want to achieve in children's lives. I was saying to Robbie before the show, when we were talking about the bucket list, the first time I came across the bucket list concept was through one of our board members. Now, we are run by a board of management that consists of volunteers from the community. Once again, business people, 
people with a heart, wanting to make a difference, wanting to support the organization to change the lives of children. And I came across Bucket List through our chairperson and his involvement with the Bucket List. And it was due to a personal experience that he had had and a loss that he had suffered. And he had a bucket list of his son that passed away unexpectedly. And what his family and what friends of his son have done is they've taken that bucket list and they are running with it. They are doing the things on behalf of his son That's phenomenal. to meet the bucket list that he had set up for himself. So today is absolutely astonishing to sit next to the bucket list guy. The bucket list guy. And he is, his inspiration just shoots Absolutely. off. You just sort of get excited and you want to go out there and do something Absolutely. amazing. Absolutely. And to be, to, to be in an organization where the person spearheading the organization has, without knowing it, become part of the bucket list campaign without having expected it. And because of that passion and because of that wanting to change and wanting to do things for other people became involved with an organization such as ourselves. And, um, that can only mean one thing, and that is that we are moving forward, that things are happening for people that are impacting on, on the lives of children in this country. Completely. And we want to raise awareness about the children, about your foundation. How do people get in touch? Well, obviously, we have a website address, www.germisonchildwelfare.org.za, where people can go and see what we do. They can also contact us on our, our contact line, uh, landline, O double one. Eight two five three six double five, and um, we have a Facebook group as well that they can join and they can follow. But I must add on to this, Robbie, that I have decided my fear of the social media needs to be addressed. And the first thing I'm putting on my bucket list after today is to start addressing that fear and put Jermison Child Welfare into the social media realm in a much bigger way than it is at the moment. Well, we've got Jodine in studio, so she can just (laughs) help you along with the hashtags and and get you out there. Thank you for joining us. I'm going to tweet all the links. I'm going to put it all up on on my Twitter and on Facebook so we can also get you a little bit of awareness and and people involved. Thank you very, very much. I wanted to touch just quickly. We've got a couple of minutes left. The hour goes by so quickly. Um, Robbie mentioned during the break something called the chuck it list. What is that? A checkered list is all the things that you've just got to let go of and get rid of. Whether it's uh, giving up smoking, that's something to put on your checkered list. Get it out of your life. If it's not adding, it's obviously taking away. Um, the little things that, you know, you might have a bad past, deal with it, get rid of it. Um, you know, I, 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 I used to want to be a basketball star like Shaquille O'Neal, but I'm about four foot two short. So that's on my checkered list. It's gone. There's nothing I can do about it. Focus my energy on what can be done. Um, yeah, just... Start developing a mentality of what can be done and just go out there and do it. You only get one chance on this fun planet. Um, I'm going to go out and write my chucket list down because I've, I've done the bucket list. It's now time to move on to the chucket list as well, I think. Joe, as my guest host today, um, I just want to give you the opportunity. Is there any charities that you would like to speak about, any platform that you'd like to lift up and just chat about them? Um, I'd love to. Any platform. Okay, I I would really love to speak about the the Smile Foundation because I've been on the other side of it and um I I'm seeing what happens with the moms which is which is so interesting it's it's all through through the social media side of it and it's through the what I hear from my community manager and how the moms are impacted by all of this even though the kids are having an operation all the operations and everything and my I live with my sister um, 
and I have two beautiful twin nephews, and the one has a hearing problem. And we look at the kid, and we and we see all the things that the kid is going through, and how difficult it must be for the child. But living with something and seeing um, what the mom goes through has been so incredible for me. So when we say thank you to an organisation for anything that they do when they help children along the way, we. I'm starting to see the impact that it's actually making on the mothers. So a big thank you to Smile Foundation for that. Amazing. It's been an incredible hour in studio. It go, it really does go by so quickly. But I always say when you're having fun, it does, doesn't it? Definitely. I'm going to leave our listeners with a little gem for this week. We're also going to be posting, uh, I'm going to post links to all your websites. You guys are doing phenomenal things. Um, my quote for the week, which I'm going to leave you with, is you can, you should, and if you look fear in the face, you will. You know all those things that you've wanted to do? You should go do them right now.